With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And welcome back into the Vigilant Sports Pacers podcast. Well, a familiar name and face is continuing on at Pacers Sports and Entertainment. And this individual is a sure thing Hall of Famer, too. Tamika Catchings, one of the greatest to ever play the game, is the newest member of the front office at 125 South Pennsylvania. Official this month, Catchings is the director of player programs and franchise development for the Fever, for the Pacers, and for the Fort Wayne Madans, all under the umbrella of Pacers Sports and Entertainment. Now, this is a newly created position, and her responsibilities are aplenty. In short, she'll aid with the structure and implementation of player development programs, player relations, and community outreach. She'll help teams build chemistry and continuity among the players. She'll assist each franchise in recruiting free agents, help with the leadership and development and professional skills for all players. And I think this one's interesting as well. She'll work one-on-one with players on speaking and presentation skills and the development of athlete foundations or other business interests. Now, she, of course, has her own foundation. She was one as a kid with a hearing problem, did not like public speaking, deferred to her sister for much of that to be her kind of spokesman. But then as her game blossomed, she had to really work on those skills and own it and understand that that was a opportunity for her to put out whatever message she wanted. At 37, she has no interest in slowing down. It's really quite amazing. Her engine, her motor is nonstop. And as of a few months ago, she's the proud owner of Tease Me at 22nd and Talbot in Indianapolis, a tea shop she has loved for more than a decade and something most people did not know. And also, she remains deeply focused on her foundation. That, of course, is the Catch the Stars Foundation. This is an important hire by this organization, and it had to be one of their top priorities for them not to let a Hall of Fame player and person like Catchings go. There is nobody like Tamika. There's nobody better than Tamika. She treats everyone well, and she's also one of those, a true testament of the Hall of Fame type player and person she is, is she makes others better. She sets high goals, she has high expectations, and she works together and pushes everyone to reach those common goals. So last week, a day after the news became official, I sat down with Ketch to discuss this new gig and her ownership in Tease Me and getting into broadcasting because she did work during the women's college basketball season this past year on the SEC Network, which is, of course, part of ESPN. I hope that you enjoy our conversation. Here it is. All right, joined with Tamika Ketchings here at Bankers Life Fieldhouse. Tamika, before we get into your new role, because you're staying on with Pacer Sports and Entertainment beyond the 16 years as a player, what have you done in retirement? What, <laughs> what, what have you ventured off? What kind of vacations have you uh, forced yourself maybe to Vacations, take? yes, not any vacation. However, um, been doing a lot of different things, of course, with the foundation, Catch the Stars Foundation. We, you know, obviously been doing a lot with that and, and getting prepared for this year and all of the great things we have planned, and in the midst of that, um, really getting involved with the tea shop, uh, Tease Me Indie, which I uh, purchased in February um, from the previous owner and the founder of Tease Me Cafe, and 
you know, really just I've always grown up loving tea. And I wanted to use this as an opportunity not only to to piggyback off of something that I love, but then also be able to incorporate through the foundation some job opportunity for our youth. We knew retirement was coming up, but we knew you wouldn't be able to sit out or stay on the sidelines by any means, and it obviously hasn't been the case to this point. Yeah, no, Um, and then I got into a little broadcasting too, so you know, definitely being around the game and, and being able to call it. I never saw myself as a broadcaster. I always said there were two things that I would never, never do. One of them would be coaching, and one of them would be broadcasting. And then so now when everybody asks, like, okay, would you ever consider being a coach? I'm like, okay, how do I phrase this answer now? And it's, okay, I have now got into broadcasting, so from a coaching aspect and, and my thoughts, not right now. Yeah. I'm not ready. And you can change your decision. That's the great thing. You can, you know, say you don't want to be a gym, but maybe through your work with this organization, you'll find that's what you want. Or maybe it's not. Your calling is elsewhere. Yeah. And, you know, that's why I'm so excited about this role with the Fever and the Pacers and the Mad Ants is because I'm allowed, able to do the thing that I love, which the community aspect is a big piece of it. But then being able to join forces with the Pacers and, you know, the people they already have in place to help the players but taking those programs and being able to implement the program that we have for the guys now for the fever mm-hmm. players and, you know, knowing through 16 years of just kind of maybe some of the things that I wish that we would have had and, you know, preparing me for life after basketball, being able to do that early on for our ladies. Your official new title is Director of Player Programs and Franchise Development. That'll fit nicely on the business card. <laughs> I'm like, what does that mean, right? <laughs> as long as you execute, that's all that matters. But yeah, as you said, you'll be working with all tiers of this organization, probably starting with the fever as camp gets started here on Sunday, believe it or not. I know. I'm so excited and really excited about just the timing of the announcement. And, you know, we've obviously been in talks since last year, well, in January, um, about being able to come on board with the organization. And I think really trying to figure out what does that look like and where do I fit in. But you're right. Execution is, is what it's all about. Um, you know, I, I, we have some things and, and really for me, just really focusing on what they want from an organization and from the top, you know, taking the lead from the top and and being able to take what they want from different teams. I mean, we're talking about the Pacers, the Fever, and the Mad Ants Mm -hmm. being three separate, you know, teams, but then under the same umbrella, but there's three different visions um, that go along with it that ultimately meet what Pacers Sports and Entertainment is all about. And so really just trying to find my way with that. And what a lot of people may not know is you also have experience kind of with the players that's the WNBA Players Association president. So you've probably heard several conversations about what is lacking in various franchises and things. What area do you think that franchises, not specifically here, they really need to be addressed? Well, I mean, I I think that being here, you know, and being the president, I've been blessed because a lot of the things that other franchises um, struggle with, we don't really struggle with as much. But I think across the board is just preparing our players for life after basketball. And that's something that, you know, the NBA, has, NBA WNBA, uh, D-League have struggled with is trying to figure out, okay, while the players are here, how can we get them more engaged and more involved in trying to find the things that they're passionate about beyond basketball? I've been blessed to be in an organization that has allowed me to do that. But I think I've been able to find it, too, because of the people that have been around me that have, you know, seen the things that I'm passionate about and have pushed me. And now it's kind of like, okay, I want to be that for our players, for our men and women that maybe don't know what they want to do. And I think when you look across the board from a franchise and, you know, we laugh and joke about 
player that when they leave and they retire and, and they go bankrupt, you know, we laugh at those situations, but that's real life. And, you know, we talk about, oh, you know, they make all this money. How do they not know what to do with their money? Well, if you don't have something in place to prepare you for your future, you don't understand how your money just dwindles away. You don't understand the thing that you're passionate about. You don't understand about trying to find another career and trying to find something else, especially if you're living at that lifestyle and being able to adjust to you're not making that much money anymore. You know, you can't do that. Um, so really trying to figure out ways that I can kind of plug into that. So it, it channels more than just finding that next passion, but also planning money-wise. And how, how important do you think it is for, for an active player, whether it's in the D-League, Fever, Pacers, NBA, to have a financial advisor oh, and finding the right one too? It's very important and, and having a, a vision, a financial vision. I've been blessed. I mean, right when I got here, one of our practice players actually was a financial advisor. And I remember the first thing he said was, like, you don't have your money anywhere? I'm like, yes, yeah, in my bank account. <laughs> and he, so he set me up with stocks and bonds and, you know, just trying to come up with a plan. And then since then, I've, you know, moved on to a couple of other financial advisors until I found the one that I'm with now. But I think just having somebody that has helped me and has seen my vision and my goal and all the things that I've added from my first year to where I am now as a retired player being able to put something in place that I can visibly see and see, okay, when I'm done, like this is how much money I can really realistically spend um, without having a job. This is the time right now in your normal schedule where you'd be slowing down right before camp, right? You'd be not swimming four times a week. You'd be doing it twice a week and <laughs> not here in the morning four times a week, but you know, once maybe trying to get ready for camp. Has it hit you yet that you don't have to worry about camp? That's not you this year. Yeah, um, it hit me a while ago. Really, when I started doing the broadcasting, just being busy and going here and going there and going to shoot around and getting back in the collegiate game, um, that's when it hit me. I think now, like this week thus far, we got training camp starting on Sunday. I haven't been waking out. You know, I haven't been waking up and doing all that, but I've been busting my butt with other stuff. Um from a basketball standpoint, I don't think it's hit me as far as, like, this is the, my team. Like, now I'm going to my team. And you forget about the season that you just went through the SEC and the Final Four because that was 16 years ago, you know, when you right. look at playing days. But now moving on to this, it's a little bit different. Um, let's talk next week and figure out what we, what, okay. it, what it feels like. One of the many things you'll also be doing is helping players with speaking engagements or presentation skills. You talked about your work with the SEC Network. Is that kind of wild to imagine? As you wrote in your book, you weren't that girl. You weren't the one that wanted to talk. You shied away from that moment, but now you're helping uh, others try to find their best way to handle those type of situations. Exactly, Scott. And it's crazy because even when they asked me to do that, I said no. And I said no again. And then finally the third time, you know, Pat asked, she said, look, you don't strike me as the kind of person that won't at least try something. And she's like, you know, we'll try it for three years or for three years, for three games. If after three games you don't like it, then we'll take you off the circuit. And after the first game, I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. And then after the second game, I was like, oh, I can't wait to the third. I can't wait to the next game. And then, I mean, it kind of rolled like that. But really being able to put yourself in a situation, we have opportunities where we speak. And I kind of have grown into that you know through my professional career more so and being able to present myself well being able to speak in front of people being comfortable with public speaking now and and you know carries over to everything else that I do I think with our players both men and women you know we could stand to get better with that and being able when you stand up you're not just representing yourself 
Mm-hmm. You're representing your family, you're representing whatever organization you work with. And then if you have something going on even beyond basketball, you're representing that. And so really being able to carry yourself in a level that professional and, you know, where people want to support you. That's one of the, the areas I think sometimes athletes or even coaches miss out on. A, a chance in front of the microphone is an opportunity to present whatever you want. If you don't like the question, just change it <laughs> and move it into something else. Yeah. And, and use it as a platform to put out whatever message you want, whether it's regarding your foundation, whether it's the team, whether you want your teammates to hear mm-hmm. something. Use it wisely, right? Yeah, definitely. And you're right. A lot of players and coaches miss out on that opportunity. But then also they're not prepared for that space. And so that's a struggle that they have. And how do you communicate it? How do you find the right words? Because believe it or not, first impressions are a lasting impression. So what you look like when you dress, what you talk about when you come, you know, the way you carry yourself, the way you sit in the corner and you got your boys and there's all these other people that are around you, what you say in those certain situations when people are around, that is a lasting impression on you. And so really being, you know, I think really being strategic. And when you're out in public, this is the way you carry yourself. It's not necessarily one of those things where you got to change who you are. Just know that you are a brand now. And so your brand gets affected in a positive way or a negative way every single time you go out. And we'll have plenty more conversations to talk about all of that. I want to go through the different things you went through. First with the SEC Network and ESPN the broadcasting angle of that. I mean, what what was that experience like for you? The preparation, the I, I got to imagine you love the shoot arounds and, and talking with Lynn Dunn when down at Kentucky, Stephanie White at mm-hmm. Vanderbilt, etc. It was fun. Um, you know that I have even through my playing career, I'd never really been one to watch film. So I was kind of like, I know the players go out there, I prepare my game the same way. You know, I I get better. Um, and every asset of my game and just prepare to whoever I was going to play again. Well, doing this and doing the commentating, it forced me to watch a lot of film. Okay. And in watching the film, be able to develop, like, you're kind of like your own thoughts on different players, writing notes and all that. And then I enjoyed going to shoot around. And I remember as a player looking back, and I would see, you know, you see ESPN, like, you know, see them come in and just like, how boring <laughs> is it to sit here and watch shoot around? Or how boring would it be to sit and watch practice? Like, I would never do that. And now that's me. <laughs> you know, like, I would go and sit and watch shoot around. I would go to practice. I would, I would not even, for, like, I wasn't forced. I would make sure that I was at shoot around. I would make sure that I was in town in time to be able to go to practices because you learn so much about players by watching them in their practice setting, by watching them in the uh, shoot-around setting, and then just being able to talk to them and be around them. Then we move in and you have ownership now, and it teased me uh, right over here at 22nd Talbot. We had your open house yeah. a couple weeks ago. place you said you visited for 10-plus years. And what I like about it, and I told you this then, was there was no basketball on the wall. There was nothing related to that. It was a place where you could kind of turn off basketball if you can ever do that, and whether it's read or plan or whatever, how did you view that place and what it meant to you here? I love it. I love it. And for those reasons, for being able to escape basketball and get away. And you know, a lot of the people that would visit there would be older, you know, older people or people that were more like in the arts and so not so into basketball. So it was kind of like a safe haven where I could go and just relax and and not have to deal with any, you know, basketball per se stuff. Um, so like that was awesome. And then now being an owner and 
mean, I'm in there quite a bit, especially before when I didn't have a job. I'd just go hang out <laughs> and be there every day. But I love the feel and the people that come in. I mean, that's probably the coolest thing is being there. And I mean, now we have people that come and visit from out of state. They're like, I, I saw I saw you on social media. Right. Or I saw the news or right. I saw this. And, you know, your place has been recommended. So that's been really cool is just having people come in and be so excited about being a part of Tease Me. Ownership, what's what's that like? Little things that you have to concern yourself with. Well, um, employees. <laughs> you know, we, we I've been blessed because literally the, the people that we have that are working there, Joy and Calvin and, and Fred in the back, and, of course, Wayne, the, the previous uh, owner and founder of Tease Me, having them be there and knowing that, you know, no matter what, they got my back. And, of course, we got a marketing guru now, um, Jeff, who's come, and he's been great in getting the word out about Tease Me. That's the biggest thing. I didn't know anything about this place. Visited and now plan to visit often. Yeah, well, you came at the open house, so I will say Scott came, and he had to wait a little bit longer than we would have <laughs> liked for his tea. But but if you show up at an open house, you expect Exactly. That. I hope so. You know, some people are like, I waited, and I'm like, hey, come back. Come back nice in another patio <laughs> outside, like on a day like this where it's 70, 75? Yes. And we, Perfect. I mean, we opened it up. We opened up the patio last week, and literally every day, even, I mean, even when it's kind of cool, we still have people that will sit out there just because they want to be outside. Last thing for you, next month you also have your scholar-athlete banquet, something you've been doing, I don't even know how many, 12, 15-plus years, it feels like, yeah. at least, where you give scholarships to high school students to move on to the next level and prepare them. You're preparing all different levels now. Well, <laughs> Those are sports and entertainment, and, and you've, for decades you've been doing um, high school students, helping them find their passion. Exactly, and I love that. I mean, I think it's, what, our 12th or 13th year doing doing the scholar-athlete program, and, and now we uh, the last, what, four years, we've actually been able to move to a $2,500 renewable scholarship to a male and a female student-athlete. So I love what we're able to do from that standpoint, just being able to provide opportunities for our youth to make it to the next level. And one thing that we found, we used to just give one-year scholarships, and we give, you know, $2,500 or $5,000 scholarship right on the first you know, for their first year. But what we found was most uh, most students drop out of school after their freshman year because they don't get any more funding. Hmm. You know, they get all the money up front, and then it's kind of like going into a second you know, year or two. You're like, okay, when am I going to get more money to continue my education? And so looking at the stats around that, we were like, you know, we got to do something different. And, you know, my hope is that every year we'll be able to do more and more money and, um, you know, eventually offer a full scholarship. I don't know how you find the time for all this and for Parnell now and, and all of that, man. Have your hands full, and it's it's been fun to see, and we'll be documenting it. Thanks, guy. It's been fun. I, you know, Parnell is a very patient guy. I must say that. He's a team player. That's for he sure. He is. He is. He's great. Appreciate it, guys. Beaver training camp officially gets underway today, Sunday, April 23rd. As the Fever open a new season, a new era, without Tamika Catchings and also now without head coach Stephanie White. You can listen to new and archived episodes of this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and more. And I urge you to go on to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Leave a favorable review. Leave your comments about this podcast, what you enjoy, so that hopefully that spreads the word a little bit. The positive feedback plus the number of people subscribing can really help us move up the charts. Well, thanks for listening to this episode, and I'll talk to you again soon. We'll be right back.